You know who else is interested in anarchism? <laughs> Who's that? Hey there, everybody. <laughs> Harlan Ellison. Welcome Harlan back to Pixelit. <laughs> Maybe. 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 He's dead. Can't ask He's, him. Yeah, yeah. You can't get more anarchistic than that. <laughs> uh, and as you may have guessed today, we're talking about uh, I have no mouth and I must scream, which is yes. probably a very often... I feel like the title is referenced more often than anything else about the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like kind of a pun or a joke or whatever. I think more uh, people have referenced the title than, uh, than have read it by a lot. By, by a, a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're talking uh, about two things of that title today. We're talking about the short story that he wrote back in the 1960s. 67. 67. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about the game. I have no mouth and a must screen. The point and click adventure, graphic adventure game um, that was released in 1995. Yeah. So that is. Um, so, so, Phil, just to start us out, who the hell is Harlan Ellison? Harlan Ellis, who is Harlan Ellison? Uh, Harlan is, Ellis- is that that's that's actually a, probably the topic of its own podcast, but it you know, be, it could be Harlan Ellison <laughs> is uh, a sci-fi genre writer legend. Essentially, the the man has written so much. You know, he's of all the people we have. Red talked about even people like Brandon Sanderson and 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 Alan Dean Foster and that kind of thing. Harlan Ellison outranks them all, both in in just legendary status and probably just breadth of work. The man uh, did everything. He wrote short stories. He wrote uh, for Star Trek very famously. He wrote like a lot of episodes of Star Trek and was well known for the stuff that he did on that. He has a very on one hand, a very pulpy style to him, but at the same time, also very, very interested in social change and metaphor and that sort of thing, as we are absolutely going to see. A uh, bit of a problematic man, uh, probably one of the greatest uh, angry old bastards of uh, the writing world. Uh, and that's saying something, because if there is any art form that is filled with angry old bastards, it's writing. Uh, he is, uh, they, they did a, um, a documentary and on him. specifically sci-fi pulp writers between the, the forties and the seventies is just oh, littered yes. with the angry absolutely. old bastard. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And, and these are people who are, these are people who were pulp writers and were paid by the word. And so there is a very moneyed background behind it. He was very well known. There's a rant you can find of him online. I believe people call it pay the writer. And it's just this rant that he goes on about writers accepting, you know, exposure for their work uh, when they need to get paid. Uh, and it, 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 as a writer, it brings a tear to one's eye. Uh, yeah. uh he does not. He 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 left us in 2018, uh, but uh, he does not. He does not leave unscathed. The man was severely problematic at different times. Um, was known for literally assaulting uh, uh, people he who he didn't like. He in 1985 got into like an actual fight with another writer, 
And uh, they were, you know, they're both running con circuits and stuff like that. So there was this worry that uh, he was going to pull this kind of shit every time they saw each other. And so they literally signed like a gentleman's agreement, like a non-aggression pact saying like, we're, we're, not, we're never going to talk about it again. We're going to pretend it didn't happen from this moment. They literally signed a contract <laughs> to yes. that effect. Yeah, uh, he's a very he was a very aggressive, angry sort of dude. And and like most aggressive, angry dudes, uh, sometimes they say things where you're going, hey, yeah, absolutely. That that is bullshit. You're absolutely right, granddad. And just like uh, aforementioned granddad, sometimes he opens his mouth and you go, you can't say that anymore. That's not a you shouldn't thing. say that. Or yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, like needless to say, if he was more in, if he was still alive and more involved in um, uh, genre fiction today, he would be the sort of person that I we probably would just go. We're not gonna. We we might not talk about this dude. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, no, but he's dead. Yeah. So he's dead. So know. fuck it. Fuck uh, it. <laughs> He can't. He can't do anything more. Um, no, no. Not yeah, anymore. he can't. He can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> I, I am fascinated by the fact that his his uh, his literary trust or whatever it is is executed by J. Michael Straczynski. I am. Why do I know that name? He uh, sci-fi writer J. Michael Straczynski. He's. Uh, he did like he's done a bunch of Marvel comics. He he's uh, oh actually oh, one okay. of the more yeah 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 more, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 he's that's uh, cool yeah that's weird right yeah that's it, it it's just funny how how the circles of this stuff it's such a small community like so yeah. many art forms it's uh, you know we were talking I think it was uh, we've had we've had two writers on this show who were contemporaries of of Ellison's. Uh, who have worked with him like it's a small community uh, yeah. and he was just one of the uh, loudest and biggest ones of them. He's won a billion awards. He's won the uh, Bram Stoker award a bunch of times. The um, he's Hugo. won uh, Hugo award and Edgar like he's, he's won a bunch of shit and uh, and he'll, he'll let everyone know. Uh, and, and if he thought you were trying to screw him over in any way, he was not quiet about it. Uh, probably his, one of his most famous, uh, controversies, if you want to call it that, was him basically, uh, claiming that James Cameron ripped him off, uh, for the plot line of The Terminator, uh, based on a, an episode of an old sci-fi show he had written, I think a, a short story too. And uh, at first, it's kind of one of those things that make you go, "Okay, Harlan, anything you say, everyone's ripping you off." Like, uh, and then you write, read, and you're like, "Oh, that oh, is actually might have simple. actually ripped him off." Yeah, that actually might have some legs. Harlan to it. Ellison was one of those guys that uh, just the volume, the sheer volume of stuff he put out. Um, it's not. It's like one of those things where it. Okay, well, maybe they ripped you off, but maybe it's just you just do so much shit that yeah. it could be parallel parallel thinking. He's, which he is the <laughs> sci-fi writer equivalent of The Simpsons, basically. <laughs> Harlan Ellison did it. He's first. done it. He's done it, and 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 that's and that's particularly funny uh, because he has been a guest star on The Simpsons. So <laughs> he's uh, some uh, some of his other controversy controversies include uh, supporting the founder of Dragon Con. Yep, who was a pedophile, yep. um, and vociferously 
uh, uh, supporting uh, Ed Kramer, who was a convicted pedophile. Um, he really Harlan Ellison picked uh, mostly the wrong hills to die on. A lot of wrong hills. A lot of until wrong he died. Hills. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, and he had a good long life too. Good uh, long yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Anger pretty can preserve pretty almost good as well as positivity. <laughs> Yes. Uh, good long life. Pretty good writer. Mostly a piece of shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you but know, this, he, is, an, this falls, is an important adaptation. So, but he falls he falls right into that problematic fave category oh. where you can you you like you like his work, but eh. um, you like his so, you like his work, and he's also eight thousand years old. Uh, you know, even after death, so it's. It's not yeah. to suggest that old people get a pass, but I do find that with most people, they find it a whole lot harder to get too angry about it when they find out that it's like he's an octogenarian. And it's sort of like the Lovecraft problem, you know, yeah. I mean, Lovecraft, big old bag of shit. Um, oh, my God. Terrible person. But, but, uh, but. <laughs> he's he's very, very, very dead. And mm -hmm. uh, you can you can work through his work in any way you see fit. It doesn't have yeah. to be the way that you, that he might've intended it, which is uh fear of the other. Yeah. Would, yeah. And which, the other in his case was usually uh, the Jewish people who moved in down the street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to, um, we have actually, and I'm not going to bring up what it was, but, but Kevin and I have actually, uh, gone through in choosing books for this show, uh, we have found authors and books that we're just like, oh yeah, no, we're not going to cover that. We're, we just, yeah. this, this person is a piece of shit and I'm not interested in, in talking about them because, and, and it comes down to the fact that those people are completely replaceable and what they have right. made is really not all that special. Um, people like Ellison and Lovecraft, as problematic as they are, are, actually irreplaceable artists. Yeah, they're uh, kind of found foundational to the, exactly, to, exactly to their respective it, genres, you know? It's it's important to know who they are and what they do, even if they are assholes. Uh and uh, it and that's at least that's my opinion. Other people might go, yeah. no, still don't give a shit. And that's cool. That's uh, cool too. I mean yeah. that's just that's just kind of the coin, the, the side of the coin that we landed on. Um, yeah. So if yeah. you're uh, so basically, if you're a living piece of shit and you're also not that special, we're not going to cover your adaptation <laughs> of video game material. And let's face it. Most of you aren't. Uh, most of you aren't. <laughs> most, most of you are not that special. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Except our, except the people who like us. Except for you special. guys. You guys are you guys. You're listening. You're very special. If you're listening like to it. us, you're special. Mm. You're I think like we save. I think we saved that one. I think we, I think um, we got it. Yeah, I think we got it. Um, I think they bought it, Kevin. So we're talking about both the game and the and the story. And we'll start yes. out with the story as it's the shorter of the two. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the story is for as much as it's talked about is exceedingly brief. Mm -hmm. And it's set in a post-apocalyptic future. This robot big old robot named am um which the the name changes a few what am stands for changes yeah. a few times uh allied master computer though was i think the original yeah. uh, original name for it um so this com supercomputer is basically torturing 
the uh, five, there's like five human beings left in the entire world. And this Mm -hmm. supercomputer is torturing them because it hates humanity. It hates what humanity is because it, it became, it's a supercomputer that was built up to solve all of humanity's problems and it became sentient. And then it just learned that, well, it cannot move. It cannot do anything. It's just a piece of machinery, but it knows everything. So it developed this this absolute uh, misanthropy towards uh, humanity and kills everyone except for five people. Right. And I mean, this is during the Cold Wars, you know, so there's a there's an American am and a Russian am and a Chinese am. And, you know, we're all at a, at a standstill. There's, there's, you know, nuclear war on the horizon. And, uh, and they all just join. All the, super, all the supercomputers merge to become yeah. one big supercomputer called AM. Yes. Um, and so there's five people left. The story is narrated by a guy named Ted, mm-hmm. who in my head is Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Okay, I mean, yeah, sure. That I mean it, that's it. That sounds okay. Yeah, that's he's tracks. a real piece. He's a real piece of shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ted is this guy who claims to be the most rational and the mo- and the only one of the group that's been unaltered. And when I yes. say unaltered, basically, Am has full capabilities to change everything about everything everywhere. It's like living on a hollow deck with the safety, um, the safety's off, you know? Right. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. It can do whatever the fuck it wants, um, including alter parts of your personality, alter parts of your anatomy, as we'll see, um, things like that. So Ted claims that he is unaltered, which is not the case. Ted is a paranoid asshole. Like mm-hmm. he is, he's just a massive dick. Um, uh, Figuratively. It's a very difficult uh, narrator to have. A very difficult, difficult narrator to have because you you don't like him at no, all because of the no. way he frames everyone else. Um, yes, especially yeah, he is his viciously paranoid and he's hates viciously else. paranoid, super misogynistic, um, and which you know there's only one woman to hate, so he she really gets a lot of his hate. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Um, so there's Ted. He's the narrator. Um, otherwise, there is Benny, who at Poor one Benny. point was was a scientist and gets transformed into a uh, gorilla man with a gigantic penis. Yep. Just a massive dong. Yep. Harlan, I guess, was working some stuff out. He was. <laughs> whole book you could say that of everything that happens in this this story he's just working out a lot of shit um, <laughs> there's ellen who is the only uh black woman or is the only black character in the story only non-white character in the story mm-hmm. uh to be specific um who uh, basically in her normal life before am was like prim and proper and and very uh, you know, like didn't like she she would claim to be a virgin and all that, and then in the in the post am world, oh she's thirsty. Um, yeah, I she says she's had sex twice. She calls herself a virgin twice. Twice removed. removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, 
Uh, we, we won't get into the yeah. <laughs> and this is another thing. This is another thing. The where where Harlan Ellison is a little bit problematic is he he take he has the only female character who is a black woman who is like uh just insatiable for sex Mm -hmm. and it's kind of um it's like a perverse stereotype that used to be leveled at black women um in a lot of stories and and like uh, through the years it's not a great thing no (laughs) that he the way he characterized this character um it's a it's a it it is as we said earlier harlan ellison's problematic this is also uh, specifically a problematic part of the story. It, it, it's tough because they, he does make it clear that this was not her personality to begin with, that she has been changed into this by Am. Right. Um, but it, it, it's just, it still makes it a tough, it's one of the, this is, this, this is, this is my feeling throughout the story. Like there are all these moments where you're like, okay, he's saying that this guy, this is not a good thing. Uh, he makes a point to say this is not good. Uh, Ted, for example, is super misogynistic towards Ellen. Like he, um, you know, we talk about Benny and his big dick and Ellen services all of them, uh, but particularly likes it from Benny because he's got a big dick. And Ted talks about that. Of course, that's what she wants. That's all she ever wants. And and right. And it's stuff like this. It's it's all stuff that he makes a point of saying these are not good characteristics. But there's so much of it and it's constant that you're just constant. like, how much of it's like, Jesus, it's constant. And yeah, yeah so it, it makes it a, it tough to ignore or if not ignore, it makes it tough to just go, well, that's just how the characters are supposed to be because there's so much of it. So, yeah. And and let's let's let me say it right out front. This is not an easy story to read. no. It's 15 there, it, pages long. It is. It is but it short. Takes a minute. But it takes a minute because it's like it's it's like swat. Sorry, Alanis Morissette, but I'm stealing that <laughs> jagged little pill. It's a it is a it's like it's like a swallowing a sharp object. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not it's not comfortable. It doesn't go down smooth, <laughs> which was never Harlan Ellison's intention that this dude did not write like feel good shit. No. That's just not what he did. But fuck. Um, then there's, uh, two other, two other guys, Gorister, um, who is, he's just kind of a, he's a dude who's just kind of there. Um, he's kind of lame. Um, and Nimdok, who is, who has been named Nimdok because Am likes the, the way it sounds. Yeah. Um, and probably calls him Nimdok. Doc, all How the time. How can you not with that? It has to be Nimdok. You know, you have to. Yeah. There's no choice in that. Yeah. So the story opens with them uh, finding Gorister's dead body, and but it's not Gorister's dead body. It's just like a duplicate of Gorister that Am made because to fuck with them. And that's it just is kind of like of, sets up the entire story. And it is kind of hilarious how they set it up because like they're they're all going, oh, because they've they've been alive for like over a hundred years at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's been over a century that he's yeah. been torturing them. And, and they're he's, like, yeah, damn it, been, he did it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's been keeping them alive, you know, all this time. And so they see 
one of them dead. And they're like, oh, my God, it finally happened. One of us died. That's insane. And they're horrified. And then he just, of course, to cut it just like, He's like what are you guys up. looking at? Huh? What's going? <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on in here? It, it actually is kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am. Um, oh, am. So there's like this this rumor that there are canned goods over at the on the other side of the world, basically in an ice cave. And uh, they're like, well, we're all hungry and we've been hungry for like 50 years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can starve and not die. They can starve and not die. Am just keeps them alive in a perpetual yeah. state of starving. Um, so they go on a journey. Uh, to to get their canned goods on the other side of the globe. Um, and over the course of this journey, a lot of shit happens. Um, Benny gets blinded. Uh, I think this is temporary. Um, his eyes get basically lasered out by, by Am. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, and he also starts like devolving more and more um, to be less uh, human. Um, you know, at one point there's a storm and Ellen and I want to say Ellen and Nimdok get pulled away into the storm and then they find their, like, they have to keep walking. So the other three keep walking and they find the like mangled, but dead, dead ish bodies of Ellen and, and Nimdok on the ground and they just keep walking and eventually Ellen and Nimdok are like healed and catch up right. because that's just what Am does. Yeah. Yeah. And they he didn't come get a across, rise out of him. So he goes, ah, fuck, bring him up. He, and- he just he just constantly fucking with him. He's like he's like Beetlejuice, but worse. <laughs> it's, it's Oh, my God. That's exactly what it is. He's like an extra malevolent, less fun Beetlejuice. He's Beetlejuice <laughs> without a sense of humor, which is the cruelest cut of all. The cruelest <laughs> cut of all. Um, they come across this big old pillar of with and basically is, does the. The Garth, the Garth Marenghi, uh, I know, <laughs> uh, uh, I know authors who use subtext and they're all cowards where he basically spells out his, like, why he hates them, like, yeah. in clearest day. He's like, in case you guys are wondering, here's a, here's a, like, a big old tablet written on the side of a skyscraper of yeah. why I hate you. Yeah, he just says it. Yeah, he just, he just gives them a speech about why he hates them. So they read it because <laughs> <laughs> so, what else are they going to do? They're bored as shit. There's nothing to get nothing to do. And they're walking and um, they here's this is the the wild thing. Eventually, they just get to the caves. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, that's pretty much all that happens in the book. In the story is they they start fucked up. Shit happens. Ted's yep. a misogynist. They get to the caves <laughs> They get to the caves and realize, oh, it's canned goods and we don't have a can opener. Yes, it is. It is. Pu- it, it, we, I, I started to talk about this earlier, but it's like it's good. He's a good writer uh, enough that I forgot the era that I'm reading. But like this is a time like if I wrote that story now, people go, go fuck yourself. That is so cliche. That is so, but it wasn't cliche at the time. Like yeah. the point has, you know, it's not about, well, why don't they use this? Why don't they use that? That's not the point. The point is that, you know, am is, is finding ways to be extra cruel and all that stuff. And it's just, it's this example of, of the cliche before it existed. 
as a cliche, but reading it in 2022, you can't help but go, Jesus Christ, is that it? It's just, there's no can opener. You don't have a rock. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat SpaghettiOs off a rock. Fuck it. You know? Fuck it. There's no, there's literally no way to, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I was hungry enough, I could, I could crack a can open with whatever's around me. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Come on guys. Um, yeah. Cans are not impenetrable, but mm. maybe of course, back then, I want to say back then cans were made of like a heavier, like it was like a, they were heavier duty. Um, Probably. Probably. You know what I mean? I think they especially were like, if it's it was Cold like a war era. Cold War era, these like cans made of like iron. Right, right. <laughs> For like five pounds it's not each. Like, it's not like <laughs> aluminum cans nowadays. Right. It's it's yeah. So maybe I don't know the. the the long and short of it is this pisses Benny off the uh, ape man to no end. And he jumps onto, uh, was it Gorister's face? Yeah. Yeah. He starts eating Gorister's face. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and things pretty much escalate quickly. Um, uh, Brick kills a guy with a trident. Um, right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what happens. It's just <laughs> chaos. <laughs> it's like like we we can't open our dinty moors someone's gonna die <laughs> benny benny attacks and is like eating gorister's head uh so ted is like this is the moment and he takes like a stalactite which could have been used to open the cans but whatever mm, and yeah yeah <laughs> and he he uh kills uh uh benny and gorister and then he he uh he kills nimdok um, and then Ellen's like, or Ellen kills Nimdok. Yeah. And then he kills Ellen. And, but before he gets to kill himself, uh, Am turns him into a gelatinous blob of a man um, who basically can just wander around the wasteland that Am has created, um, thinking he's still himself in there. He's totally 100% himself. He's thinking. Um, but he, he doesn't really have any, uh, he doesn't have any appendages. Uh, what's, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, he, ha he doesn't have, um, a hole in his face. Yeah. In which his he mouth would, is sealed shut. Yeah. He doesn't have a hole in his face in which he would elicit a vocalization. Yes, that's like a, yes. that's like a yell. Hmm. The aristocrats. The aristocrats. <laughs> No, the the book literally ends with "I have no mouth and I must scream." That's the, really, the title I, of the book. The title of the story is the 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 last line in the story. I totally missed what you were doing and nearly fucked that all up. <laughs> so the the father takes the no. I'm not going to read the It's it's yeah, and that's the story. It it it's you know, it's brief. It's bleak. Uh, and and it all it, you know a lot of it. This is this is before the internet, where everyone would gather together to like analyze and pick apart every little thing. It was accepted more uh, that that you were going to have some plot holes and that sort of thing. Like you know uh, the idea, for example, like Kevin pointed out, that they couldn't just bash open some cans. Like it would drive them that. And also the idea that because it's. He's that would be a, that would be a cinema sins ding right 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 right, right. and 
and he's turned into this horrible amorphous blob thing because um as punishment basically because he helped like exterminate these humans which were am's uh entertainment and playthings right and 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 it kind of undercuts the idea that am is this god if they can get away with that kind of thing you would have think you would have thought they would have done this by now uh there there are a lot of there are a lot of little holes you can poke in it but i i i think the era of where it came out points towards that this was just that's just not how you consume yeah you didn't think about it that then. hard it's it's a kind of a twilight zone sort of thing yeah exactly um i i, I it's the the uh, my glasses, but I had time now. Right, right. It's you like, know. come on, you could still, you could make that work. Come on, dude. Yeah, are, you near, to- are you nearsighted, farsighted? Which is right. it? You just set it you, up and it's the proper distance. It's come right. on. Right, you'll, you'll be all right. You would, you could, you could make this work. But that's, but the whole point is to make you go, oh, you know, oh. like that's, that's, that's what they're doing. That's here, a bummer. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a dark Jeez. story, Harlan. Okay. Dark story. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the thing. Like, why, why did nobody try to kill themselves in the it, it's for uh, you're in hell for a hundred years it takes very little uh it, it clearly they, they, it takes very little there they've been starving to death all this time i think it, there's a level of naivete to how long it would take a person to get fed up with this sort of thing and try to throw themselves off a cliff you know like yeah i mean let's look at let's let's see we could use groundhog day as a yeah. litmus right <laughs> That wasn't even this. That wasn't even hell. And it, it's, yeah. it's what is it? It's uh, Groundhog Day goes on. I don't know. It depends on the math you're using. But it's he's definitely it's definitely not like a century in by the time oh, he no, starts no. trying to kill himself. It might be no, like 15 no. years of, of loops before yeah. he 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 tries to to, to off himself. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's a little I mean, I have no mouth and I must punk Satani doesn't have quite the same ring to it, but I can I see what I, I have no mouth and I must see my shadow. <laughs> Sorry, Am says four more weeks of torment. <laughs> Although if you lived in Western Pennsylvania, like I have four more weeks of winter is is a torment. Good Lord. <laughs> Suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, am is uh, it's it's a play on uh, like I am. Um, yeah, I, I think I, therefore I, I think am. Therefore I am. That's yeah, because it's it's like I I actually I really liked the evolution because it starts out as Allied Master Computer. Yeah, I forget all the it, different things. Yeah, he changes adaptive it to. manipulator, and then when he gains sentience and starts fucking people up. They call it aggressive menace, which at that point, I don't know if we need to stick to the 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 AM thing, whatever. And then it starts referring to itself as am referring to the phrase. I think therefore I am. Yeah. 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 So that's the short story. So later, um, much later, in fact, much later, almost like 30 years, 30 years later, yeah. Um, it gets adapted into a Vidya game. Vidya game. Yeah, because I know you guys heard this story and thought to yourself, where's the video game adaptation? Yeah. Here I, it is, folks. Boy, it was, howdy. It was, it was 1995. Uh, it, was cre- it was developed by Cyber Dreams and the Dreamers Guild, but it was co-designed by 
the man himself, yep. Harlan Ellison. Um, and he got in there and uh, he's like, oh, man, yeah, let's let's open this bad boy up. So right. he, they basically turned took a 15 page short story and turned it into a pretty epic experience for a point and click game, especially um, for that a- yeah, that era, yeah, that era. Absolutely. Yeah. So the five characters remain the same. Um, Gorister, Benny, Ellen, Nimdok, and Ted. Um, and except each of them gets their own story. Yeah. And their backgrounds are much more fleshed out in the video game. So part of the, the goal of the video game is to go through all of their stories and have each character um, face their, basically face their their past in yeah. their fears and yeah. and all that stuff it's very very fascinating so ellen goes from like a pretty paper thin like oh she was prissy and now she's horny type of character to right. she is a she's a scientist who was sexually assaulted at one time yeah. and she is trying she has she's trying to uh deal with the trauma of her assault. She's trying to parse that. It's like, God damn, Harlan, you've learned a lot in 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is. And it's not, and I will give them credit. You know, this was 1995. This is exactly a time when they're worrying about sensitivity, you know, yeah. especially when you hear her talk. Uh, there are, there are more than a few little, I expected her to call someone a jive Turkey at a certain point. Yeah. It's uh, a little, the, which, the, uh, the scripting but, on her is still a little, yeah, but Ooh. I will say the sexual assault uh, aspect of it is handled well. Uh, right, it's it's not fun, you know. No, and, it's and not if, fun. But she, yeah. she she's she has this. Uh, she's a brilliant engineer, but she has this fear of the color yellow, mm-hmm. and she's trying to parse. She doesn't even understand why she right. fears yellow, and that the fear of yellow is tied to the fact that that was. That's what the assaulter was wearing, I believe. Yeah, he was wearing a because he was posing as a technician and right. uh, and wearing a yellow jumpsuit. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Trigger warning to anyone who wants to play this game. That is that is something that is dealt with, and it's dealt with aggressively. Uh, but I didn't find it exploitative. I I, I thought it was well yeah uh, well constructed. So each of the characters evolve and grow and change in the game like something that's not present in the in the short story none no. of the characters really go through any evolution in the short story no. we're told um, about their character arc which happened before we started reading right you know, i used to be this and now i'm this uh but it's but more of like a switch between yeah. like what they were before am and what am made them yep. and in this it's like they have their issues from life from before Am and what Am made them, but also they're able to overcome those issues and overcome yeah. that fear. Uh, yeah. Nimdok, uh, uh, Nimdok was, was a Nazi scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of, it goes through a lot of all the, like each one gets their own story. They're all, they're all yeah. relatively long. And each of them deals with their past trauma or uh, comes to terms with the bad shit that they might have done in the right. past. It's right. not yeah, all like, yeah. it's not Most all things of- that they were inflicted to them. It was things that they might have inflicted on others. Yeah. And and this this kind of thing that's it, basically something that they're carrying with them, uh, some sort of trauma or guilt or something like that, that 
happened in the past. And that's basically Am's favorite toy to use against them because it's so raw to them still. And uh, it's fascinating. It's really, it's, it's hard to deal with. Uh, and they all have something like that. And it's really, it's kind of insane because the motivation that he gives them to relive these things, to play along basically is uh, in many cases, I'll let you die. He says, you know, hey, you know, if we just one more game, we're going to do this one more time. And if you do good, maybe I'll let you die. And these people are like, okay, if it means I can die, all right, which is pretty fucking dark for a video game in 1995. It's yeah. really bleak. Right. Yeah. There is... Um ultimately there are seven endings to the game um because as you go through the game you can find out a little bit more about am you can find out more so one of the big changes between this and the in the short story is in the short story all the am supercomputers join together to make one giant one is that kitty Jonesy, Jonesy uh, has uh, opinions on Harlan Ellison. But, Jonesy uh, has opinions on Harlan Ellison. He was always an Asimov guy, though. So. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Kitty. I, I, cat. He's like, uh, I, was, I was named after a sci-fi cat, so I, I should have opinions on these things, Pop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the in the game, they the. A- the AMs are split into three again. Mm-hmm. So the main antagonist of this one is is pretty much still the one from the story, except now there is a Chinese and a Russian AM out there, so to speak. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing is they change the stakes a little bit to say, all right, well, up on the moon, like everybody on Earth is dead. These are the five people left on Earth. Yeah. Up on the moon, there's still 750 people alive uh up on up on the the lunar colony yeah uh up they there escaped that they escaped um so there's actually some stakes as to whether like oh you know can you can you get see through all the machinations of am and uh and save the people on the lunar colony or right. or can you do you not save the people on the lunar colony am himself has has like servants and he has parts to his personality that are represented by the ego and the super ego and things like that. It gets really in there. Whereas (laughs) whereas, like the original short story is a brief exploration of what hell is probably like. Mm -hmm. Um, This gets deep. (laughs) And, And it's, it's kind of fascinating because this is basically the opposite of what we've normally done for so many reasons. First off, is is this the first time we've covered? This uh, is the first reverse C, yeah, reverse yeah. card that we've 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 covered. Yes, and we've talked about doing this for a while. I didn't even think about it until just now that this is the first time we're doing this. Yeah, so that's a reverse there, um, and it's just such a, and it's fascinating because he have to come up with actual conquerable stakes. For the player, because right. other you 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 can have it be miserable and basically hopeless in a short story if if, if at least it's interesting uh, and compelling uh, to follow. But if you're going to play the game, for Christ's sake, you got to have some shot. And he and he, I think, did a really good job 
uh, adapting it in this way. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating, especially 30 I, years later. I think it, yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting w- way to adapt and something that we've, oh, we've always kind of looked at in adaptations for um, going from a game to a book is when the author gets to kind of play in the universe rather than having to just recreate the the original work um those scenes end up usually being the most interesting at the very least i don't want to say the best but they end up being the most interesting um that's it it happened in this too where Mm -hmm. the stuff that is original to the game is fascinating and and much more interesting i want to say than the original short story is and I, I don't feel like I'm uh, challenging Harlan Ellison's legacy because it was, he was the one who did it. He's the one right. who went back to the story and worked with this, this, this development company and said, what can I do? Let's, let's, I want to go back and I want to see what I could do to, you know, beef this up a little bit. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he'd been thinking about how he would change it for a long time. It, it feels like the kind of thing that, you know, if you were going to turn a short story into a novel, for example, like maybe because he wasn't a gamer, he wasn't into video games on no. any level. So uh, either he was just able, they were able to go, we'll pay you. Uh, and he went ding. And uh, and they said, how would you do it? And he's just I mean, he was, you know, an incredible writer that that he just sat down. and OK, how do I make this longer? But the fact that he was able to adapt it so well, so specifically to the medium of video games is no small feat. No. Uh, it's really, really impressive. So No. So, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, and if you're interested, I, I would just, it's still available. You can go and pick it, it up on, you on get good on old Steam, Steam on mm-hmm. good old games, whatever you want. You can go pick yeah. up. Um, so I, I recommend you all go out and, and check it out if you, yeah. if you want to, if you want to, want to see, see, see what it's like. Yeah, I I think the the story most people could probably skip unless you could you're skip like, the story. Yeah, yeah. if you're you a could, sci-fi you could nerd, skip the story in fa- yeah. if you're a gamer, you could skip the story in favor of yeah. the game. Yeah. And it's not that you're missing out on a thing. You'll actually not, probably get more. But not, again, trigger warning, it gets a little bit um dicey in terms of you know the 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 with assault and, and rape and yep. things like that rape genocide i mean nazis it, nazis it, it does not hold back and again i don't think that anything in the subject matter is done uh uh in a way that is again exploitative or or cruel uh right. you know or you know in bad faith uh it's it's done with a specific goal in mind um, but if that's something that, that fucks with you, then, then you've been warned. Yeah. Uh, but it is, I honestly think this might be one of the, the best point and click games of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has, a, it has a bajillion accolades. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been on, uh, a, a ton of lists. It was, it was a failure. It flopped hard. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, wonder of, I wonder why. I wonder why. Um, but yeah, you know, various publications have had it on those top 100, top 150 lists of all time. So, um, and 
yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's a really interesting experiment. Um, so I think that basically covers your mouth. <laughs> so if you need to this mouth, Kevin. <laughs> so if you need to scream, you probably can't. But yeah, I think that 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 covers. Uh, I have no mouth, and I am a scream story end game. So Phil, I do have a question to ask you. What's that? What are you playing? Ooh, what am I playing? I well, first and foremost, I finally beat Cult of the Lamb. Hmm. Uh, loved it. Uh, I, I, I basically just kind of you can cheese your way through the end. Basically, if you if you do, you know, if you've if you know what you're doing with uh, your town, basically just like spend spend the time taking care of your town for several days and you get extra hearts and stuff like that. And the final bosses are not that tough. Uh, no. And that's coming from me, who is is uh, not uh, great at, <laughs> at video games, as it turns out. Um, uh, but it's uh, it, it, I really liked that one. I think it was it was yeah, a good length. I think it's on my game of the year list. Me too. Me too. I don't think it's I don't think it's my number one. Uh, but I can say that I've never uh not since Resident Evil Village have I been so uh looking forward to seeing what kind of DLC uh they come out for it. Uh this it, they've set a really solid foundation for just adding all kinds of cool shit to this. Right. Uh, you can make this a forever game. Like this is the kind of thing that you could make last a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, after that, I got back on my bullshit and oh. I've, I've, I'm going back through my my horror game backlog. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah. And I started playing uh, The Evil Within. OK. Yeah. Yeah. That was Bethesda, which I don't it doesn't. Bethesda is not a, a developer that. uh Pops into my head when I think of horror games. Necessarily. Yeah, uh, but it's um, the Evil Within is the the director on the game is is it Shinji Mikami? I want to say who is so. original the original Resident Evil. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's something to that. Like this is, and for those of you who don't know, uh, it came out in 2014. It's a survival horror yeah. game. Um, it's, uh, theme wise, it's basically, uh, it's somewhere between Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, that's what it does I, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It does a lot of the mental kind of like, these are, these are manifestations of X, Y, and Z. You don't really know your protagonist and you're learning about him as you go. It has a lot of cliches in it. Um, and it, but it also but it plays very similar to a Resident Evil game. Um, there are puzzles and and you know weapons and all kinds of loot to yeah. uh, get. And it doesn't what really I, succeed on either end. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, Evil Within Two is a huge, huge uh, upgrade from okay. from the first one. Yeah. Um, so I've I, I I haven't really played. I've played. I played a good chunk of one and I never mm -hmm. really got into two, um, even though I want to. Um, yeah. But yeah, from what I understand, it's evil within two was a was was better. Um, it, that's good because the thing is, I have all these complaints about it, but I'm really enjoying it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because I, I right off the bat, anyone who's interested in playing it uh, and plays chapter one of it, 
Uh, chapter one sucks. Uh, and and but the funny thing yeah, is, it does. It's, it, it's it's terrible, but it's not indicative of the rest of the game. It's a really weird intro. Basically, it's you doing a lot of stealth stuff, hiding from a guy with a chainsaw who can instant kill you. Their stealth mechanics are not great. No. Uh, and sometimes you feel railroaded. It feels like if you don't do it the way the developer wants you to do it, then then you're not going to do well. Right. And uh, like literally at one point, because he's got a chainsaw, he's looking for me and you hear the rum, 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 rum of the chainsaw and he can sneak up on me with a chainsaw. Like I'll hear the sound of the chainsaw and think he's like all the way in the other room. No, he's behind me and he tears my head off. And it's like, what the fuck? It's not. Yeah. But when I got past that, um, it 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 became it it becomes a more it kind of it's it's like Resident Evil Four, uh, yeah, with a with a with a dash of Silent Hill in there. It's definitely yeah that opening that opening chapter is not indicative of how mm-hmm. you play at any point in the rest of the game. No, no, because, because you you are, you are able to fight in the rest. Of the- <laughs> yes, you don't have to like you'll but you'll still find like closets to hide in like like, you know, alien isolation out outlast kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, and and but you don't I have not even bothered a single time since that first chapter. Every 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 other time I've got enough ammunition. Uh I've got You just I've got fight through I've the got, combat encounter. Yeah. 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 Or run for a little bit and you'll find some some something somewhere later. It it's weird. It's a really yeah. weird choice. It makes me wonder if it wasn't tacked on at the last second or something. Yeah, it's it's inter- it's 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 definitely weird. And I think the the full the interesting thing about two is um not really spoilers, but mm-hmm. uh, two basically starts in a way that it's like it like resets the the stakes of everything. Be like, okay, okay, okay. It's like the first one happened, but right. there's no real lasting like d- issues from the first yeah. one. Yeah, globally, yeah. you know, it's like it's just. We're just we're resetting the stakes here. <laughs> right, right. Well, and so it's like between I've got a lot of complaints, but the atmosphere is good. Like, yeah, here comes Jones. Uh, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Um, a little kitty head pop up. He's just yeah, just here goes his tail. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it's one of those. The atmosphere is good. Like there's there's a moment you're outside and it's like you see like the rumble of like heat lightning and stuff in the disc. It's, it's, I was like, shit, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I've got a, but I, yeah, I got a lot of complaints, but I'm having a lot of fun. I know I'm going to finish it. Yeah. Um, so it's weird like that. It's kind of the opposite of resident evil five where it was like, I'm not having any fun, but because it's resident evil, I feel the need to push through. <laughs> yeah. You're still having, yeah. It's like, you're still enjoying it, even though yeah. there's yeah. a lot of just dumb, dumb shit. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So I'll probably have it done by the time uh, we meet up again. But uh, yeah, right. so that's that's me. What Kevin? What are you playing, my friend? I am. I have been playing through. Um, so I, I beat Wolfenstein. So there's a ver- there's a Wolfenstein game which you cannot buy anymore. It's it's just called Wolfenstein. It's from 2009. It was made by Raven Software, and I was playing that uh, for the other podcast that I'm going to be. Uh, co-hosting with Hot Cider, um, 
just kind of like getting some vibes on on what it's like. I, I rolled credits on it. Uh, interesting game. Um, it has some fun stuff in it. It 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 really falls squarely in that you know that era of like the late aughts. You know, mm-hmm. post Bioshock, where everything had to have like all your shooters that weren't straight up military shooters. Your dude had to have some sort of power or ability or something totally. like that. So singularity comes out the following year and has is very similar. And that's also made by Raven. Um, but this version of Wolfenstein, um, BJ Blazkowicz finds a, this like medallion and the medallion has like four powers. One is called veil, which allows you to see secrets. One is, uh, slows down time. One, uh, gives you a shield and uh, the other one uh, powers up your ammo. So it blasts through things easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a fun game. Um, it feels very of its time. It yeah. feels extremely 2009. <laughs> 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 um, and the one thing I'll say about it is that BJ as a character he is he is an extremely fleshed out character starting with the uh the new order in 2014 like the new mm-hmm. order and beyond they uh, machine games took real care to i guess flesh out both bj and the surrounding world a little bit more and not shy away from who the Nazis were and who the marginalized people were in the world. Yeah. Whereas uh, Wolfenstein 2009 is just a little bit more straightforward military shooter with some, and with some superpowers basically. Right. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't get into the deep shit. Yeah. It doesn't get into the super deep shit. It's, it is a, I want to say it's a loose sequel to return to castle Wolfenstein, which is from 2001. That one so, I played in college. That one yeah. leaned heavy into the occult shit. Right. Um, so, and it's fascinating. And because Wolfenstein, for as many times it's been rebooted and all that stuff, there's a loose continuity going through all the games, um, starting with the return to Castle Wolfenstein in 2001. Now, because if you go back to the 2014 uh, machine games game, which is the new order, um, which starts in 1946. Uh, basically the year, the war should have ended, but it didn't. Um, death's head, Wilhelm Strasse, who is the villain in T- Wolfenstein 2009, uh, has been using his advanced technology to, to arm the Nazis and all that stuff. Um, there is connections between the 2014 game and the 2009 game. Um, which I think is fascinating. And then I, what I really like is that they, they recontextualize the original games, the original Wolfenstein game, Wolfenstein 3d as nightmares that BJ Blazkowicz has whenever you, whenever you uh, lay down in certain beds, he has a nightmare and it takes you into a level from Wolfenstein 3d. So That's it's like hilarious. Like oh. recontextualize it as it's like, oh yeah, it's all it's all connected. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, okay. I love that. That's that's a pretty terrific idea. I like that. Yeah. 
so a yeah, there's a lot of characters that carry over and things like that. And uh, um, so, you know, I, I've been I've been playing through the Wolfenstein game. So I played through Wolfenstein 09. Then I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to go play through the New Order. Did that. I'm going through the Old Blood, which was the prequel um, right now. And, and then I'm probably going to go into the New Colossus after that. Nice. Um, so that's that's what I've been playing. Hell yeah. Um, and it's been fun. If you uh, if you want to find out more, go follow at Hot Cider, um, as it's it's mostly his podcast. And, I'm, and I I'm, and I may have chatted with him a little bit about maybe being a part of this as well. Oh, look at you! I'm I'm taking initiative. You're taking initiative. <laughs> yeah, he showed cool me the one. list, and I was because I was like, I'm not an FPS guy uh, necessarily, uh, but it, I was intrigued, and he showed me the list, and I was like. Oh shit! There's a lot of stuff in here I could talk about if you want help. And he's like, he's like, yeah, dude, just tell me. <laughs> yeah, so. pick a game and we'll get we'll get you on there. Nice, we'll get that'll you in there. Uh, but that'll do it for tonight's episode. We're actually recording this. By the way, we're recording this in an afternoon. And yeah, I this is a new one for us. I think it's the first time we've ever recorded while it's like daylight out. I don't think we've ever. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done a non-night record so it's, it's weird it's throwing me a little bit we might have to try this again sometime this is yeah it's throwing me yeah <laughs> um so follow us on twitter and instagram at pixelit pod uh if you want to read the automated transcripts that uh premiere creates you can do that on pixelitpod.com and from there you can also get links to our discord and steam curator page which where we that's where we post the reviews for our what are you playing segment so um that'll do it for tonight's episode i hope you guys have a good afternoon yeah sure afternoon 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 almost evening. yeah 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 all right bye bye (laughs) 